Hey kids, coming at you live from the skating rink. This is your DJ, Benny Butter. The horror. Nick. The horror. It sounds like you didn't have great experiences at the skating rink as a child. Is that is that accurate? That's accurate. So earlier today you posted an Instagram story of yourself at a skating rink, a, a Skateland type situation. I don't know what they have in the South, uh, but we had Skatelands and... From like third, fourth, like second, third, fourth grade, maybe uh, every single kid in my elementary school would have a birthday. They would always have it at Skateland. I lived in uh, the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere, and I had a gravel driveway. I didn't have rollerblades. I didn't have roller skates. There was no nowhere to do that because it was all gravel and grass. So I just I didn't know how to do it. I wasn't good at it. So I'd get to this thing, and everyone would just like immediately go out and start going around so i'm at this dumb birthday party by myself trying to like figure out how to skate so i'm just like clinging to the wall trying to go around the edge and it always felt like you were there for like 18 hours (laughs) i never had any quarters for the arcade i just hated it i hated it oh i'm so sorry that's i like only have good memories of the skating rink well you probably could skate well, I could, yeah. So I can't. So first of all, I cannot roller skate. I don't know. I, just, I don't know if this is even interesting content. Uh, but the the first time I ever put on inline skates, I could do it, and uh, and so I ended up being able to skate really well. We played a ton of roller hockey as kids. I mean, I have I, I don't know how many hundreds of hours of roller hockey under my belt. Um, so I can st- I can still skate really well. I own my own inline skates. They're fitness inline skates with ninety millimeter wheels. If if anybody cares. So I, when I hit the rink tonight, bud, it, it came back. It came back to me. Now, the only thing that I want to do is my friend Jason has been doing this, like, old-timey, like, roller skiing, uh, which is like a, like an 1800s dumb sport that he does just because it's weird. And I kind of want to do that. He says that he hurts himself a lot all the time, which I think I would have fun hurting myself as well. This sounds like the equivalent of those dudes who ride the, the bikes with the one giant wheel and the small wheel. Yeah, a penny farthing. A, a penny farthing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd see in uh, in Portland. <laughs> exactly. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, roller skiing <laughs> is exactly something. It's like short skis with wheels on them. Yeah. And you have sticks and a helmet. And it's oh yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that, that's Portland right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I had a good time at the skating rink tonight. I took my uh, oldest daughter there. It was a birthday party, and uh, I was in the ex- expectation from Aaron was that I was just going to drop her off. I was like can I skate? And I, she's like, you need to not embarrass your child. And I was like, I'll ask her. And, and she was like, yeah, you can. <laughs> when I asked Holland, she's like, yeah, you can. So anyway, and her friends were all impressed on my skating abilities. I'll tell you. They're at the point where you can still be impressive and not embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, well, Nick, have you, uh, did you watch anything this week? What we done had watched this past week. Yeah, I didn't watch a ton of stuff, but I watched some unique stuff. So, I watched all of Midnight Mass, which I had been talking about. It's the the Mike Flanagan Netflix show. And Mike Flanagan did The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor and Doctor Sleep and some, uh, some other stuff. The first half of this was really, really good. I thought it was great. I wasn't super into the second half. Uh, really? Yeah, I, there was some, some problems, logic problems I couldn't get past. Uh, and I, I wish it was, like, part of the subject matter I was really into, like, the, uh, the religious horror part was really good, 
But the other part that I don't want to say is... I don't want to say spoilers. Sure. But the other part I, was just not something I was interested in. Okay. Uh, there was too many monologues. Like, Mike Flanagan's really good at writing monologues. But this one was, like, one after the other. And they're a little more spaced out in, in his other works. So there's too many monologues for me. The Haunting of Hill House is still his best work. People were saying this was his best work. No, it's not even close to Hill House. Hill House is perfect. Interesting, interesting. I, I haven't heard people say that, that it's his best work. I saw it in some, like, review articles. They were like, Flanagan's best work. It's like, no, Hill House is still his best work. Hill House is flawless, and this is flawed. But, uh. you know, it was worth watching, but, like, it wasn't top tier for me. Yeah, and then uh, when we were at DragonCon, we were watching cartoons. We started watching Star Trek Lower Decks with Missy, and I've been watching that, and I really like that. I'm not, I don't, I'm not super knowledgeable about Star Trek beyond Star Trek Voyager, uh, which I watched because Jerry Ryan was on it. Uh, so I don't get a lot of the jokes. Like I've never seen the Next Generation, like an episode of it. Whoa. Yeah, so I don't get a lot of it. But it's still the it, it's really good animation and it's still really funny and I like all the characters so it's a good cartoon. Uh, that's on Paramount Plus which I have ten free months of for buying my TV. Um, I watched the first episode of Foundation so I think I'll wait and talk about that when you talk about it because we both watched that. And then the last unique thing that I watched was uh, last night since we didn't record Friday night like we usually do. I went with. Derek Squeegeon and David to see Venom Let There Be Carnage and I had the most fun I've had in a theater in a million years. That's great. You're like the only person I know who's seen it. Oh yeah, we went we were sitting in the front row at the local theater where we saw Black Widow. It was just it was really really funny. It was a tight 90 minutes, so it wasn't there was no like wasted time. They got right into it. It was very action packed. But mainly it was it was the humor was top top notch. We were we were dying like we were having a really good time in there. Uh, we were laughing really hard. Venom and Eddie are great as always. Carnage is like enormous and Woody Harrelson is really creepy. Uh, I didn't care for Shriek so much. I thought she was kind of dumb, but she didn't matter. I I just really liked it and also that post credit scene was a game changer. Oh boy. Yeah. So I I really loved Venom too. Let there be Carnage. Oh, sweet. Well, I, I'm going to go see this in the theater, I think. Yeah, it was definitely a good theater movie. Yeah. I've got a bunch of movie theater, like, credit stuff, so I can go see it for free, basically. Yeah. And it's a tight 90 minutes, so. Yeah. Yeah, who cares, man? It'll be good. Cool. So I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, season three. Did you see that casino episode? Oh, my gosh. Uh, how about that boxing scene? Mm, that casino episode was the funniest episode of the show i think so far it was it's definitely the best episode this season i'll say that yeah um it, it had me laughing a bunch it was good um started watching squid game yeah i've been seeing a lot of memes about this but i don't know anything about it yeah so this is um looking like it's going to be the biggest netflix show ever which is that's sort of in a global uh sense and it is very disturbing i'll say that um if did you ever watch battle royale that japanese movie I never saw it, but I know about it because Steph likes it, and her screen name on everything used to be Chigusa. Okay, well, it, the tone of this is very Battle Royale. It's like, it, it, it has reminded me of that a good bit. Just very disturbing um, premise. And, uh, and also, they, they don't hold anything back, buddy, let me tell you. Um, I'm going to finish this. 
it's the 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 story the premise is is unique enough and interesting enough that it makes you want to finish it even though it is disturbing um so i just want to like warn anybody that's going into this like oh this is a popular show on netflix i'll check it out like like it'll mess you up dude like just go into that knowing that it's i've never seen anything like this like well i've never seen the south korean movie or show uh, but the production value on this is like pretty tight. It's pretty good. Um, would I recommend it? Like if you're, I don't know that this is horror. It's horrific maybe. I would say check it out though. Watch at least, I would say if you watch the first two episodes and you're not into it, then you're probably not going to be into it. Because I'm, I'm like five or six episodes in. Yeah, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm leaning towards watching that one. Yeah, there's, a, there's enough on. You can probably miss it. Yeah. I'm watching The Last Man, Why the Last Man still. Uh, I think I'm caught up on that. There may have been a new episode coming out, or that has come out since I have, since we're recording. I don't know. Uh, since my, the last one. Yeah, watching that. Watched Ted Lasso season two. Been watching that with Aaron. And then The Foundation. I want to talk about The Foundation with you. Yeah, we both watched just the first episode, right? Well, I am on, I'm in the middle of episode three. Oh, okay. I've um, only watched the first episode one is good it's really good episode two probably it's not as good but episode three it starts to get convoluted like i'm having trouble following it okay in episode three they jump around in time um and i'm having trouble fig- like like where are we again like who who are these characters like they introduce characters and you're like who are, who are these people i had that problem with westworld yeah it's um i don't know that this is gonna be like I'm going to I'm going to finish this. But I don't know that this is going to be like the next big thing. I don't think it's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, it, uh if it's hard to tell what time period it is, then that could be a problem. There's a lot of um concepts in this show that are really very far out there in sci-fi and I really like like the fact that this emperor cloned himself and he clones three like there's three of them at a time, um like a young one, a, mid- a middle-aged one and an old one. That's very cool, yes. And they're kind of the rulers, and they call them, you know, Brother Dawn, Brother Day, Brother Dusk. And I just, yeah. I think that's so cool, man. It's like, it's just very, it's like, it's like very Dune-esque, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I get, I, I definitely get Dune vibes from this show as far as, like, how far into the future it is, how much ex- uh, humanity has expanded. Um, it's very dune So I kind of dig that. They wrote them around the same time, right? Asimov and... Frank Herbert. I thought Isaac Asimov predates. I don't remember. I don't remember when Asimov wrote his. But Frank Herbert is like 50s, 60s. Uh, anyway, I, w- I, w- I would recommend Foundation. Um, I would actually say maybe read up on it a little bit. Like get like a Cliff's Notes or something. Which is kind of how I felt about Dune. Like I wish I had known a little bit more going into it than just going in completely blind. Yeah, I read Dune and then every time I finished a chapter I read the Sparks Notes of it just so I... I made sure I didn't miss anything, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep watching Foundation. Um, the production value is really good. The acting's really good. Mm-hmm. It is Jared Harris. Yeah, Jared Harris, man. It's great. So, that's all we done had watched. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of this here. A new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. We got a couple new news items here. This first one is just a real quick one. The Book of Boba Fett released a poster, and the poster had on it the uh, premiere date of December 29th. So Book of Boba Fett, which is basically like a 
in between season for Mandalorian because they're they're the chapter numbers are are counting off from the Mandalorians. So I think the first episode of Book of Boba Fett's called Chapter Seventeen uh, instead of like Chapter One. So it's like in the continuity of Mandalorian. But that starts December 29th, which is right around when Hawkeye is wrapping up, so there won't be any boring period of time in between Hawkeye and Boba Fett of no Disney Plus shows. That's great. I can't wait for this. Um, Tamara Morrison is, like we have stated this before, he's the best. I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see more of him. I'm so excited for it. Same for you, right? Yeah, 100%. The other thing here is, I don't know if this is really news, but this I thought this was interesting enough to put this in here, but the, the director of Thor 2, uh, Thor the, the Dark World. Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Of course, you would know the director's name. Yep. Um, he said that he's open to doing a director's cut uh, similar to uh, Zack Snyder, you know, d- did with, uh, what are they called? The Justice League? The Justice League, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Uh, anyway, he said he would be willing to do that. Um, and something that I didn't know is that when when the initial reactions to uh, Thor Dark World came in, it really messed him up. Like, it, it really, uh, he got very depressed um, about it, I think. And, like, what, questioned even whether or not he was supposed to direct. Because uh, I think he did Terminator Genesis after that. Yeah, but he had he was mainly did a lot of TV stuff, so he did a lot of like Game of Thrones and episodes okay. and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, I'd be interested in this. I don't I don't think you can make it worse. Do, I mean, I, I don't hate Thor two. Like people hate on it. I do not hate that movie. I like Thor two. I don't care what people say. It's better than Iron Man three, which is the only Marvel movie I don't like. See, I don't. I didn't hate Iron Man three. It's my least favorite Marvel movie, probably. But it's not. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just my least. It's, I don't yeah. like it. There's a lot of things I don't like about it. Yeah. So I'd be interested in. I don't think Disney would let him do this. Uh, do you? No. Yeah. I don't no, either. they won't. They're not going to waste their time with that. But I, I'd be interested in seeing it. And you know what, Nick? This piece of news, if you will, led me to this week's The Questions Times. The Questions Times. And so this week's The Question Times is, if if you could make a director's cut of a movie, other than The Hobbit trilogy, okay, that's a given. Sorry, Robo. <laughs> Sorry. If I took your answer from you, th- 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 look, that's the given. The Hobbit is a given, guys. We, we already know this. Everybody wants to do a director's cut of this. So other than that, if you could make a director's cut of a movie, what movie would you choose? So at first, I had a thought of Spider-Man 3 where I would ironically cut out Topher Grace because uh, he was the worst part of that movie, and he's the guy known for editing out bad parts of movies. But that's not my answer. The real answer is, of course, Iron Man 3, uh, which is the only MCU movie that I don't defend, I don't jump to defend if, if someone's ragging on it. And I have a multitude of problems with Iron Man 3. Yeah, this is what I want to hear. Like, What are you going to cut? What are you going to add? What are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to cut out the entire Extremis storyline. I hate Extremis. It's the worst Marvel comic ever written. So no Extremis. I hate it. Is that, It's not Brian Michael Bendis, is it? It might be. I don't know. I hate it, though. Extremis was written by Warren Ellis. I hate Extremis. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Civil War is the worst. I hate Mark Millar, and I hate the Civil War comics, but Extremis is bad, too. So I'm going to cut out Extremis. Uh, I'm going to cut out Guy Pierce's character entirely. Uh, the main, the villain was supposed to be Rebecca Hansen's character. So she can still be in it, and she can, she can play, instead of whatever Extremis scientist, she can be Monica from AIM. Because there already is a character who is a female lead scientist of AIM, 
who's the scientist supreme, who's Monica, and I forget her last name. And uh, that movie made AIM into like a joke. AIM is one of the main villain organizations in all of Marvel. Uh, So I would make AIM actually like do something and, and good and strong instead of dumb and just like a front for Guy Pierce's stupid plot that went nowhere. Uh, I would, before Shang-Chi, I would have probably cut out that entire Ten Rings part, but I feel like Shang-Chi turned that around so well that if I were to do a director's cut, I would have AIM fake the Ten Rings thing like they did in Iron Man 3, but then I would have the real Ten Rings attack them at the end as well as Iron Man, and so I, there'd be some some interplay there with with Tony Leung showing up. Uh, so I would do that, and then they'd take uh, Trevor Slattery in that instead of in the the All Hail the King one shot thing. I like the part where t- the only part that I like about Iron Man three is where Tony gets taken back down to Tony, and he's like with the kid and stuff. Uh, they I feel like they overplayed the PTSD in that. I feel like Tony just from falling out of a hole in space wouldn't be so messed up and then completely different in every other movie i would take out shane black's weird tone that was inconsistent with the rest of the mcu uh i just i don't think he should do franchise movies he should do his own movies because when he writes his own they're good uh it would it would be a very very different movie at the end of the day i would take out all of those stupid iron man suits that he makes the house party protocol so none of that's going to be in there uh, we're not going to have 800 Iron Man suits that they only did to sell toys. Yeah, totally different movie at the end of the day when I do it. Sounds like it would be. Yeah, I hate the narration in Iron Man 3. That would be gone. I would I would maybe put Bruce throughout the normal movie, just like with Tony sometimes, instead of having him be at the end credits. And I would cut out the narration. I've only seen that movie twice, but it's been like a decade since I've seen it, I feel like. Also, uh... Uh, John Favreau's The Happy Plot was terrible, and I would change that too. This is a heavy-handed change uh, movie here. I really like AIM, and I really hate how AIM was in that movie. Yeah. I would have put MODOK in it too. Will we see MODOK? Who knows? Eventually, yeah. I just yeah. watched a movie where Venom fights Carnage, and, and and like that's the focus of the movie, which I would have in five years ago said was not a thing, or like ten years ago. Hmm. I'd be like, they'd never, Carnage will never be in a movie. Yeah, but he was in he was in some Vigi games, but that's all he'll get. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so the movie that I chose is Jurassic Park Two because uh oh, turns out uh, uh, uh Ian Malcolm doesn't uh, ha- have a daughter. Uh, we're gonna cut her completely out of the movie. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember her in that movie because I I don't like that movie, so I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. So there's a there's literally a scene where she does this um, gymnastics routine on a bar and kicks a raptor. Ugh. Um, a Utah raptor. L- listen, man, you, you kick a, a 350 pound raptor in the face. It, it's it's not even. And you're like a 10 year old girl who weighs like 90 pounds. Not even 90 pounds. Like 75 pounds that it's it's not even going to flinch like it's going to bite your leg off okay so this is so stupid it's so stupid and like when like her big reveal and I don't care if I'm spoiling this for you like when she shows up on the RV like oh she's on the island with them she's like making eggs or whatever and it and it's it's just so stupid she's not a good actress I hated it I hated that storyline it's so stupid I we're, we're cutting her out of the movie 
Okay. Also, like, uh, what's what's the redhead lady's name? Uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Her and the and, and Vince Vaughn being stupid. Like, you you brought that up last time we talked about this about how they're so stupid. They're so stupid. Everyone in the movie that dies dies because of them. Yeah, it's like we're gonna change that because it, it is so stupid. Like. The only consequence needs to be the scene where the bus thing is like falling off the cliff. Like that was awesome. Um, that was really tense. Like that, you know, maybe we can do that. But everything, everything else, no. Yeah. Because we're doing a director's cut. Maybe we could go back and redo some of the CGI. This, the CGI in this movie is terrible. terrible. I mean, if, if we're doing like Snyder Cut level director's cut, then we can we can do new CGI and new scenes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, then that's what we're gonna do. So yeah, so Jurassic Park 2, and then probably cut out the entire thing where the T-Rex goes into the neighborhood and all that crap. That's the stupidest part. That's why I mainly don't like that movie. Like, that is, it's, it's not, it's an, an, first, it's just an animal, so you could just shoot it. Like, it's an animal, it's not Godzilla. So yeah. if, if a, if a dinosaur got loose in the city, it would be dead immediately, because they would just shoot it. Like, the cops could shoot it, because it's an animal. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, like, like Jurassic Park literally opens up with with Muldoon sh- shouting, "Shoot her! Shoot her!" Like you can shoot them. Yeah, it's the the reason that they're on the island is because that explains why no one can just shoot them because they're isolated. If you put it, in, it's so bad. It's such a bad sequel. Yeah. So these these are definitely the two movies that we would do. I think these are excellent picks. Okay, they need they need a, a director's cut like we're talking about. But what would you choose? What movie would you do? Write into us, let us know. But we're gonna tell you how you can write into us later in the show. At this point, if you're listening to this, you probably know how to get in touch with us. Yeah, you uh, will get there. And you take you take you pick a movie and and make it beautiful. Speaking of making it beautiful, <laughs> we have a we have a sponsor this week. <laughs> Alright, uh, this podcast is made possible by Squeege Space. Squeege Space is the absolute easiest way to make a Squeege site. Now, what is a Squeege site? It is a site for Squeeges to Squeege. Ben, how do you Squeege when you Squeege? When I'm Squeeging, buddy, uh, I go hard in the Squeege. Uh, usually you can find me Squeeging at nighttime, but occasionally in the morning as well. I love to Squeege. And when I Squeege, I like to Squeege with a partner or friend. <laughs> And so, Squeege Space makes it easy for me to do that. Squeege has 24-7 award-winning support because I just text him on Signal, and he replies usually pretty quickly. And Squeege is is reliable and uh, user-friendly. If you want to purchase an ad with (laughs) us, you can, like, Venmo Nick 10 bucks. (laughs) You you can hand me $10 in a Mexican restaurant. And then we'll read your ad copy as you request. So this episode is officially sponsored by Squeege. This is Squeege Space Presents Trailer Blazers. I feel like we should have saved it for episode 100, but here we are. We can get more ads. Yeah, ads can literally be as cheap as 10 bucks. Yeah, hand me $10 in a Mexican restaurant and you too. You could have your very own Squeege space. Yeah. Build it Squeege-tiful. <laughs> Squeege it beautifully. Squeege it beautifully. All right, folks, let's let's talk about these here. New, new. New, new, new. New, new. New, new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Dezine. These are wickedly mediocre. 
uh, Adele Dezine. God, they really are. There's there's one that I'm super excited about, but we'll get to there. Yeah, there, there's one that I like too, um, but th- we're not starting off with it. No. Uh, the mediocrity that we're starting off with, folks, is Extraction 2. This is the Thor movie where... Uh, you, I thought he died at the end of the first one, Spo- and, and I'm, you say, well, that's a spoiler. <laughs> well, this whole trailer's a spoiler, newsflash. Yeah, so I haven't seen the first one. I'm assuming that this is the last scene of the first one. <laughs> they they literally, 75% of this trailer is the last scene of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uncut. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like beige army movies, as I've discussed before on this show, and when I saw the trailer for Extraction, I was like, this is a beige army movie. Uh, this one is a, a sequel to a, a beige army movie, only with Crank 2 logic. Yeah, so I'll just go ahead and tell you, dude gets shot in the neck. You see it in the trailer. He gets shot in the neck with an AK-47, which is a, a 7.62 round. Like, that's a big all-round, buddy. And it hits him in the neck, and then he falls off a bridge into the water, and you you assume that he dies, but apparently he didn't die. And so this it goes on to show you that he's sitting at the bottom of the river like he did in the first movie. And then, but he's not bleeding out of his neck. There's no blood or anything. And he magically opens his eyes and his neck wound is like magically healed. And I don't know if you caught this, Nick, but like he literally points up and then goes like, it's like the director gives him, you want me to go? And then yep. he, and then he, and then he, and he swims up. I'm like, did they, did they leave that in? That is what it looked like. Yes. They, this is the take that they use where he points up like, okay, I'm going to go up now. <laughs> it reminds me, there's a mystery science theater movie called Gunslinger. It's a Roger Corman movie, cowboy movie. And the camera pans over too far, so you see the two guys waiting. And then some guy goes, rolling. And then they kick their horses to go around the corner. It's it's exactly like that. It, this yeah. is unbelievable. I don't, like, how is his, his neck's not even bleeding. He, like, magically heals under the water. Like, it, can I swim to the bottom of a river and just concentrate and close my eyes and I can be healed? If you're Thor, maybe. I guess. So His anyway. neck wasn't even Thor from being shot. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> this is uh, this is so dumb. Yeah, Crank 2 Logic, get out. This is a paycheck movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's dumb. All right, uh, second trailer we have is something called Licorice Pizza. You may have even seen this trailer before, folks, because it's like, I feel like it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. This is a, a PTA movie, Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, so it's at least that good. Like, dude's never made a bad movie. It just depends if you if you can stand Mark Wahlberg and watch Boogie Nights. I I don't like all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, but I do like most of them. And this one has Tom Waits in it. So I'm kind of I'm kind of on board. <laughs> I am not on board with this. This this just uh, this looks like real life, um, stylized real life. Maybe it's probably going to be good, but it's just not the my type of movie. It wouldn't have been my type of movie, but then there showed up Tom Waits, and so now yeah. I gotta watch it. So I mean, I didn't find any of this enjoyable, but you found the Tom Waits parts enjoyable. I love Tom Waits. Uh, Tom Waits is the greatest weirdo ever, and if he shows up in something, I at least need to see the weird part that he's doing. Do you like licorice? <laughs> no, I like red licorice. I don't like black licorice. You don't like that that spicy black? No, I don't like ropes. that a- anise flavor. But I love red licorice, though. Anise or anise? Is it anise? Is it I don't anise? know. 
Where's the guy? Who knows? We're two dumb dudes. We don't know anything. You don't know nothing. This next one is what I'm excited about. Uh, it is a is a trailer for something called Arcane, and this is League of Legends. Set in utopian Piltover and the impressed underground of Zaun, the story follows the origins of two iconic League champions and the power that will tear them apart. Ben, I don't know anything about League of Legends either, but this trailer looks awesome. Yeah, so we, we are not fans of League of Legends. We don't know anything about it. Um, we recognize some of the characters from, like, cosplay and, like, just being nerds, you know. But uh, the animation, the action, this looks dope, dude. Like, it looks so good. It does. Also, Haley Steinfeld does a voice in it, and uh, she's Kate Bishop. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I want to see this. Like, I don't think you even have to know anything about League of Legends to probably enjoy this. The, the animation is so good alone that I don't care what the IP is. I will seek it out. Like, I will watch this. I'm going to make a statement, Nick. This is the best animation that I have seen since Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah, because it's something new. It looks different. Yeah. I, I always crave new and, like, stylized anime. Like, just with the advent of of computer animation where everything looks the same since yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, this just seeing something unique is is a driving factor to get me to watch something yeah so this is we are both definitely going to watch this i don't know what do you know what this is coming out on i don't think i know netflix it's coming out on a screen it's coming out on your netflix it's on your netflix so we'll definitely check this out arcane yep. uh, all right next trailer here is the sandman this is more of they call it a first look um but are you familiar with sandman yeah we have all of the bound hardcover ones oh, of okay. the whole series in the other room here wow. uh this is neil gaiman it's sort of his seminal work uh it's a graphic novel series uh this is funny because i last week when we were talking about questions times i said i wanted all the neil gaiman works uh i said that i would let them keep working on sandman for netflix because i wanted to see what what they were working on so in the in the trailer here it's just like the first scene of the graphic novel uh the charles dance's character is trying to capture death so he doesn't age uh but he captures dream instead because like there's these concepts that are people you know like right. dream desire death uh so they capture dream and he's got these magical artifacts and it's his mask a bag of sand and uh, like a ruby thing i Jess knows more about it than I do. I haven't read them all. I just know a little bit about Sandman. So she she was sort of explaining to me the overall plot is that uh, they keep Dream locked up in a in a circle, like a magic circle, and they use his magical artifacts for, for things, and he's trapped for like 80 years. So these two generations of people that have trapped him are trying to like use his power and stuff, and then eventually he gets out. I'll just read the IMDb description, which is, Upon escaping after decades of imprisonment by a mortal wizard, Dream, the personification of Dream, sets about to reclaim his lost equipment. So it's the mask, his bag of sand, and the necklace ruby thing. Jess does, like, a cosplay of death from Sandman Comics, and she's got, like, a little ink she draws on her eye. Uh, So you might have seen that, but, yeah, Sandman's cool. Uh, Neil Gaiman is great, and this is, like, the Neil Gaiman thing. I'm interested. The The special effects in this are awesome. Yeah, and the dude that's playing Dream looks exactly like the drawing of him in the comics. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll show you a picture of him one like later, but it looks yeah. exactly the same. He, he was a very striking-looking actor, uh, for sure. 
He legit looks just like the comic. I it's love weird. That. It's weird how much he looks like him. Okay, so it sounds like they might be taking a lot of care and attention to be like sort of uh, to honor that comic and the way it looks and all that. I think Neil Gaiman is a producer, so I think uh, he probably got to approve everything. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, so we're so we'll probably watch that. Uh, next trailer here is the Harder They Fall, and this is that movie with I don't care whoever else is in it. We we care about this because it has Zazzy Beats in it. Yeah, this is a cowboy movie, Wild West movie. Uh, Zazzy Beats is in it. God, she's pretty. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I'll watch it. I think be, besides the Walking Phoenix Joker, which I don't want to watch, uh, which I know she's in, I'll pretty much watch anything else with her in it. Like, she's I really love her. That, she's yeah. barely in that movie, in that Is Joker she? movie. Okay. Yeah, barely. But she's Domino in Deadpool, and yeah. I just love her in that. She's so good in that. But yeah, I yeah. love Zazie Beetz. Um I, I love Jonathan Majors. He's Kang and Loki. Uh, he's in this. Idris oh, Elba's yeah. in this. Everybody on Earth loves Idris Elba. Yep. yep. Uh, this is it's, this is a this is a killer cast. It's it's going to be uh, wild wild west stylized action. I mean, it it looks as good as when we first saw it. It looks even better. I I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. So that, <laughs> my, that's all we have to say about that. My uh, comment but, was just Zazzy beats. Yeah, just, uh, literally here in the notes, it's it's just God Zazzy beats. <laughs> so that's the comment. Yes. Uh, and we're actually going to talk about Zazzy beats again uh, in relation to Natalie Emanuel, but that's on the tenth trailer that we're talking about. So we'll we'll hold on to that for now. Yep. Uh, next trailer here is, gosh. Uh, it is something called New York Ninja, Folk, folks. New York Ninja, um, and I think it's best. Now, first of all, I want to say Jay did not send us this, but this is absolutely <laughs> something that Jay would send us. Yeah, this seems like something he would find and send to me. Uh, <laughs> but you found it on your own. I did. I did. Um, do you have the description of this pulled up? Yes, it says a sound technician for a news station becomes a vigilante ninja in New York City after his pregnant wife is murdered. Now, the conceit that the trailer gave was that this is old footage that where the sound was lost and they had to restore this footage and re-record all of the dialogue and sound because that was lost. I don't know if that's true or if that's just part of the movie. Uh, oh wait, it says, okay, on IMDb I was trying to find, it says John Liu originally shot the film in 1984 in New York City. So, and th- I guess that is true of it. So that's a very strange thing where it, it was like a destroyed film, no sound that they're restoring into this weird-looking movie that I desperately want to watch. <laughs> I want to see this so bad. <laughs> it's so weird-looking. He looks like Storm Shadow from GI Joe. Yeah, this is. The, if you're wondering about the quality of this, it's it's basically like Toxic Adventure quality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks like a. Like an, it looks like cheaper than the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I I have to see this, Jay. If you haven't seen this, <laughs> this is right up your this yeah. is right up your alley. You should check out this trailer. It's great. I feel like we should watch this uh, next time I come to your house, Jay. Uh, so I, you'll I know you have ways of of getting your hands on things like this. Yeah. So we we want to check this out, New York Ninja, folks. This is a, this is a pretty funny trailer. The next trailer here is The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne. Yes. English artist Lewis Wayne rises to prominence at the end of the 19th century for his surreal cat paintings. 
Lewis Wayne is played by Benedict Cumberpatch. Cumberbatch. Yep, the, he's the original meme artist drawing cats in the 1800s, <laughs> carrying on the tradition of the Egyptians with their meme cats and into Instagram today. Uh, Taika Waititi is also in this movie. Claire, Claire Foy is the other lead. Uh, Olivia Coleman's the narrator. Sophia DiMartino, who is uh, Lady Loki, and our our boy Toby, Toby Jones. Toby Jones, man. Love Toby Jones. He's our boy. Um, you know what I thought when I saw Claire Foy in this? I was like, gosh, she, she has that English look that you say all British actresses have. Yeah, they all have that face, that Keira Knightley face. Uh, all British actresses look like that. And then all Australian actresses look like Nicole Kidman. Uh, Claire Foy is in First Man. She's Neil Armstrong's wife uh, in that. So she does an American accent in that. That's pretty good in, in, in that I didn't know she was British while I was watching the movie, because I didn't really know her very well. Uh, who's who's the girl? Who's the girl in uh, Star Wars? Felicity Jones. Yeah, she looks like Felicity Jones to me. Yeah, she does. Yeah, they're very very similar. Like they would go up for the same roles against each other. I bet. Oh yeah. How can you tell them apart? Uh, Felicity Jones has the the tooth gap. Yeah. Uh, all white people look the same. So that's true. Yep. Except for Benedict Cumberbatch, he's a very unique-looking dude. He he does look unique. This looks good. Don't you think this looks good? I think this looks great, and I'm gonna watch it. I tell you what, they got me with the painting gag with the terrible painting. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got me good. Like I was laughing out loud. This just seems so like whimsical and like yeah. weird that I want to watch it. I will say this though, dude, tell me if you got this. The first half of this is like real jovial and like jokey and funny and then it gets real serious the second half of the trailer. I feel like that'll just be peppered in amongst the rest of it. I hope it's a mix. I hope like the first half of the movie's not fun and then it goes dark or like, yeah. like I hope it I hope it's like a mixer of both and it keeps it the levity it stays up. Yeah, that's what I hope as well. Yeah. Uh, but Toby Jones, man, give us Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Uh, all right, next trailer, Sexy Beast Season 2. I just want to say we continue to stray from God's ways. Um, there are so many things in this life to do and even to watch. Why does this exist? This is uh, this is punishment. This is comeuppance. <laughs> like, yeah. This is trials and tribulations. Uh, this is I, I don't know I don't know what this is punishment for specifically. There's a number of things it could be punishment for, but truly, truly we hate ourselves, Nick. We 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 as a country or, or any English speaking place that this is going to be uh, streamed upon, uh, we hate ourselves. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what I did to have to be in the in the timeline of Sexy Beast two, uh, <laughs> but I I did it and here I am. So, but yeah, what so this of, is what, what sort of Berenstein Bears universe has something like this? This one? Yeah, this one. Just the when we were watching timeline. this when we were watching this trailer, Jess just said it looked like live action BoJack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is this is awful. And I and like they lean into the absurdity. They put the reviews like these like short reviews all over the screen. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen, the dumbest thing on TV. Like they lean into that. These people are not deserving of human love. <laughs> They're not deserving of of love or 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 intimacy of any kind. I want to say I hope this bombs, but like I like people are going to watch this. Yeah, it's it's bad, but 
I'm glad that something this terrible exists to make me uh, feel more grounded in in my own reality. You can stuff this like a sock into a into a septic tank. That's what you can do with this. That's where it belongs. That's certainly. where it belongs. An, an old sock in a septic tank. That's what that's what this show is. Uh, next trailer we have here is Encanto. This is the second trailer for this. Uh, still looks good. Still looks good. Still want to hear that Lin Manuel Miranda soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't remember, this is a young Colombia girl. A Colombian girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. So it looks like she's gonna end up having to save magic uh, because she's not like reliant on it, and it starts to be in danger. And it's like a like a wholesome Disney family movie. Yeah, I I want to say I love latin american culture and influence so i'm absolutely on board bring bring me more i also really like that there's a little animated taper friend like i, I like a taper they're weird they, they are weird 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 jungle pigs yeah i like them come come over here you little jungle pig with your weird nose <laughs> let me pet you says let Nick. me pet you mr jungle pig with the long nose it's kind of a snoot Snoot, let me boop the snoot. <laughs> All right, next we have a trailer for Army of Thieves. This is a full trailer for this. I don't like this. Uh, I'll probably still watch it. I don't know why I'll watch it. Uh, I watched Army of the Dead, and this is a spinoff about the safecracker, who I thought was the most annoying character in Army of the Dead, a movie I did not like. Uh, this guy's just not Flula Borg, but he's acting like Flula Borg. In a character that Flula Borg would play, but Flula yeah. would be funnier. Yeah, I agree. Um, the I think the only reason I would watch this is it has Natalie Emanuel in it, and she is really pretty. Like, yes, really, really, and and she's she's very similar to Zazie Beetz. Yeah, they have a similar look, and I'm here for both of it. Of both God, of them. I, yes. So we let it be. I don't know why, why. Why do we need to make it known that we have crushes on these two women? I don't know. Uh, they're. I don't know. Because they're both they're both the best parts of these these Dregsland trailers. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's why we're doing this. So I probably will not. You said you're gonna watch this. I'm probably not gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch it because it's on Netflix, and I watched the Army of the Dead. Unless I can't stand this guy, because like when I was watching uh, the Suicide Squad at the beginning, I flew the Borg. Only he, everything he did was hilarious, and so when I'm gonna be watching this, I'm gonna be like, you're just pretending to be him. And you're not him, because he's hilarious. Like a poor man's flu Laborg. I will say, though, the the dude that's playing that thief that I don't really think is funny also is directing this movie, which is, that's a little more impressive to me, that he's directing it and starring in it. I always like when, when people do that, because they're multitasking in, a, in a, an impressive way. But I'll probably watch it. It could be better than Army of the Dead. It certainly would be hard for it to be much worse than Army of the Dead. I'm going to wait for your review before, you know, to check it out. If, if Potentially check it out, I should say. Yeah. Um, all right, next trailer here is Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. This is a Red Band trailer for, for a Netflix. This is on Netflix. Yeah, so this is a, a Netflix show uh, about, like, tropes in movies. And I don't... It's hosted by Rob Lowe. I love Rob Lowe. I really don't usually like this kind of show. This reminds me of like the shows that would be on True TV, and they'd have like actors that would be like 
Danny from the Partridge Family and like like Ralph Malf or something from ha- Happy Days talking about this stuff and it would like cut to them, you know. Except this is like real actors like Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is and Rob Lowe, but uh, I don't like that format. I don't like it. I just feel like you and I already know the cliches. It's like they talk about the Wilhelm's Wilhelm scream and stuff. It's like I, we already know this. Like I, I don't. I've need been to there. Re- I've done that. Yeah, I don't need another show to like tell me about it. So yeah. I don't. I just go. I just watch those. Just like I already know all this stuff. Like I don't think I'll watch this. I don't like this kind of thing. Yeah. So we'll probably miss this. If you don't know a lot about movies and like cliches, maybe you'll enjoy this. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I. I know that I I have seen that in movies, but like we're dumb dudes and we're into movies, so like we already know all this stuff. Yeah, uh, even though I mean, you can be a dumb dude and still know stuff. Yeah, just very specific things. Yeah. Uh, last trailer here, the Adele Dezinth trailer is is something called Just Beyond on Disney Plus. Yeah, so Just Beyond on Disney Plus. The description of this is cut off on IMDb and there's no read more link. So I'm just going to read you what they what they wrote because they won't let me read anymore. It says, When 14-year-old activist Veronica Vanderhall is suspended from her school, her parents send her to Miss Genevieve School for Difficult Girls, which claims to have, and then it's, it says dot, 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 and there's no read more like there usually is. So that's all I know about what it's about. Uh, this is... We're not the like the age for this. This is, I think, for like... Like thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Is the demo? this is I'll you know you don't even have to read the description of this because I'll just tell you the description. This is Are You Afraid of the Dark? It is that yeah yeah. It's the same tone. It's the same like level of content. Like it's not going to be like blood and guts and stuff. It's like made for like you know eleven, twelve, thirteen year olds um, to be kind of spooky, scary. Yeah. Werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> 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 Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> oh, I love 30 Rock. <laughs> 30 Rock. Uh, this does have Ricky Lindholm, who is another of my longtime crushes. Uh, Ricky Lindholm from Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, she's very pretty. But she has tentacles in this. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do it for you? No, not tentacles. You're not one of those weird weebs that's into that? No, uh, I did have a weird thing when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, seeing Elizabeth Debicki all gold with her hair long. Something, something oh, yeah. there worked for me. Yeah, uh, that, this, we, that this, this podcast, it. we know that. Yeah, we know I, it's that. Just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's out there. Uh, so, <laughs> gold, yes, tentacles, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, is there any weird thing like that gold, the gold thing? I don't. I don't know. A sorry, a sorry from Mass Effect is probably the closest thing. Yeah, yeah. I was so into Ma- dude. I was so into Mass Effect at one point that I was like, a sorry, a sorry women are more attractive than human women. That's stupid because they don't exist. I I had dreams with dialogue wheels. <laughs> That's what, yeah, when I was playing Mass Effect two, because I played it over and over and over for hours on end. So I oh, yeah. literally had dreams with dialogue wheels. All right, so that is all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Last week, you may remember, we asked if you could purchase the rights to any person's entire works and have creative freedom with it, uh, who would it be? And Kevin started off via email, as he always does, with Michael Crichton. I won't mention the obvious response you're expecting from me, which would be Timeline, 
but at this point, I just want them to stop selling the name of Jurassic Park with these doofy sequels. <laughs> Let me sandbag this series and preserve all the dignity the original deserves because it's just dumb monster schlock at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I agree. Yep. Uh, Sheila said, I 100% agree with Ben. What did so, I say? Uh, you said Lord of the Rings Tolkien, so yeah, just so you can manage the Tolkien content. So Yeah. She's yeah. going to buy in on, on Tolkien with you there. Okay. Uh, Charlie said Stephen King, so I can produce a proper Dark Tower series, anime style a la The Duel. It will intertwine through the other applicable book series like Salem's Lot, etc. I I would love to have Charlie in, in charge of this because I love the Dark Tower, and I that Dark Tower movie was just not the Dark Tower. It just wasn't. It was barely recognizable as, and it, I don't know how they even thought that was a good idea. But uh, yeah, Charlie, I like Charlie's idea because. When you read the first book, The Gunslinger, I I can already see the whole thing in that that anime style of the duel. Like I can it all it writes itself into that. So Charlie's right. Charlie Charlie is right. Yep. M- Missy said Diana Wynn Jones. She wrote Howl's Moving Castle, but that isn't anywhere near her best book. Someone is going to notice all her beautiful and flowing trans-dimensional travel stories someday, and I don't want to see bad adaptations or broken mechanics. So Missy's going to take care of that one. That's good. And I like that we had mostly like in the fantasy slash science fiction realm of answers here. So everyone's very protective of these genre films. No one's uh, no one's buying Frank McCourt's works here. No Angela's Ashes at the Beach. Cormac McCarthy. Uh, and if you want a uh, Cormac McCarthy... You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. You can follow us on Twitter for episode updates at trailer underscore blazers, but do not try to contact us there. I do not check the notifications, and I never will. Um, if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. See, Brad, that's how you say that. I will say it again. Uh, that is how you say that. And if you if you say that correctly, quick, Mickey's gonna tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, I'm just gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You leave five star ratings on there, and that's gonna give us a better chance of getting that advertising money. And say, so, well, once you get that money, baby, what's gonna do with it? Well, we're gonna create a show called Sexy Altered Beasts. You see, based on the hit arcade and Sega Master System Sega Genesis game from 1998. So in this new show, Sexy Altered Beast, it's about where it's going to be like people changing into these humanoid animal monsters. Uh, and they're going to either be heroes or cause chaos or both. I don't know. It'll be a mix. It's a work in progress. I just, just an idea, folks. We can do this. But we can't, we can't do it if we ain't got that no mattress money or whatever it is. Like some of that, uh, what, what do they call it? The uh, telecommunications therapy. Telecommunications psychology. That's what that is. We don't need to get that money. Yeah, sexually altered basic going to be a hit new show. Go ahead and invest. That's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers, brought to you by Squeegespace. My name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a New York ninja. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I, too, 
am a weird jungle pig. Happy trailsers. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Amateur science. Do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the one. And welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show folks we hadn't been playing anything nick i I played nothing so i haven't been playing anything myself but before we recorded today i was over at my cousin's and derek he was playing this game called unmetal and it was basically a parody of metal gear solid and it played like metal gear like one of the early metal gear games which i haven't played so i'm not an expert but it was really really funny and so if you like Metal Gear Solid, there's this game out called Unmetal, and it's really funny, and it plays like Metal Gear, like the old ones, the top-down old ones, you know? Yeah, like NES. Yeah, and it's the, the comedy is really good in it, so it was really funny, and it was fun to watch. Uh, so if you like Metal Gear, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you play Unmetal, because I'd never heard of it before today, but watching it, we were laughing, so. We were mainly laughing at him getting killed over and over. Sure. I've never heard of this either, but it does sound funny. A little parody game. Yeah, it seemed really cool. So I actually broke out my PS4 from the box and plugged it up to the TV uh, and just immediately had to obviously update the software on the thing. And then I started to do the update for Fallout 76 um, because I want to check out Fallout uh, Worlds, whereas where you can mod it, you know, and like basically make it so I don't have to eat or drink and do all that stupid survival stuff that I hate, and I can do like I can have like super punch and jump really high, and you know, all that fun like mod stuff that I want to do. So I'm actually kind of excited about jumping back into that world and with mods. Um, so it updated last night, so I, I may be able to try it out tonight. We'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to hear about that because we were thinking uh, now that you can do private servers that it might actually be worth looking into uh, because. We didn't want to play with randos, but if we just have a server where it's like people we know, it would be more fun. Running around with the with the nuke launchers, like a, just a team like of my friends with nuke launchers, that sounds pretty fun. Yes, definitely. And and, and no over encumberedness. Exactly. Yeah, that's the I worst part that. of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about those uh, about Bethesda games is the over encumbered mm-hmm. nature. That's always a mod I remove, or that I, I remove that aspect with mods. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So the um, the Tokyo Game Show is actually going on right now as we're recording this on Saturday night. Um, I went and watched the uh, the five hundred five games live stream, like, and I, when I say watch, I kind of skip through it. Um, Square Enix as well, and kind of weak sauce. I didn't see anything really worth talking about. To be honest with you, I didn't watch it. Uh... I, I got all of the stuff this week from the Nintendo Direct event that was last week uh, because I was called out by Mike on Instagram who wanted to hear our thoughts on Nintendo and we didn't do it last week. But I don't I didn't hear about it last week, so that was my I I cried ignorant on that. 
I I saw some stuff from it. I just didn't feel like any of it was like it wasn't stuff that I was interested in, so I didn't put it on there on the list. Uh, we are going to talk about it though, so I guess let's go ahead and and talk about some of this here new new. Yeah, we got some stuff to say. I have some stuff to say anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack has N64 and Sega games. Now, I didn't play a lot of N64, but I'm going to read you these games, and the one game that would make me interested in this is not present, and you're going to tell me what game that is. So they got Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Sin and Punishment, Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Winback Covert Operations, and Yoshi's Story, and then in the future they have Banjo-Kazooie, F-Zero X, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, Pokemon Snap, and The Legend of Zelda, Zelda Majora's Mask. What's missing? Well, there's two games missing, uh, Goldeneye mm-hmm. and Perfect Dark. Yes, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. Give us the laptop. I want to use the laptop gun again. Yeah. And then the Sega games. I never had a Sega, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know Sega well. But they have Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, which that one I'm familiar with. That one was, <laughs> that one was like, that was a really hard game. Uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Rystar, Shining Force, Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Shinobi 3, and Strider. This, from what I understand, this this uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus or whatever it is, it's like double the price. So, is it going to be like 40 bucks or is it more than that? I don't know if there's a price. Yeah, I didn't see a price. Uh, I... Th- their stuff is so cheap for their online stuff, though. Like, their yeah. subscription stuff. Like, it's like $20 for a year of Nintendo Switch Online or whatever. So, this probably isn't going to be hard to get a hold of. But, like, man, without Perfect Dark, like, if you t- if you start to try and get me hyped about N64, you have to have Perfect Dark. There, yeah. And it, it didn't have Wave Race, either. So, like, wa- I need Wave Race. I do like Star Fox 64, though. I, I do like Star Fox, for yeah. sure. That was a good one. My my like literally my ringtone right now is is Star Fox. Oh, and Shadows of the Empire. I played that on PC, but that was still a really good uh, uh, N64 game. Yeah, guy N64 man. I have some. I have such good memories of that system. It's a good system. It's a good system, man. From the Nintendo Direct, we got a, a trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. This is a 3D open world platformer, very a la Mario. Uh, 64, I guess. Um, very, very similar to that. Um, I don't know, but I love. Listen, I love Kirby. He's one of my favorite Nintendo characters. But this just looks kind of. Eh. Yeah, it looks. Uh, it kind of looks fun. It depends because the, the the gameplay mechanics of playing Kirby tend to be fun, right? Uh, regardless of the setting, so it could be fun in that regard. It will never go on sale, so this will be expensive forever. Uh, Jess really likes Kirby, but I don't think she'd buy this for full price. So this will probably fade. It, it looks like Kirby Kirby goes to like the Last of Us because uh, <laughs> it looks like he's in like a post-apocalyptic city. I, I will say I love the moment in the um, Smash Brothers video where Kirby's the only one to escape the thing that's coming. I was just like, 
when the first time I ever saw that, it made my heart swell. I was like, Kirby did it. He <laughs> he he's, he got out, and he's the man. Or like, That's not my man, boy. He's the puffball. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that thing. <laughs> I love what, that thing. What, <laughs> 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 I love that thing. I love that, that pink thing. I love yeah. that thing. <laughs> All right, so then uh, we got a trailer for Bayonetta 3. I know this game is supposed to be weird, and this is keeping with that trend. It's very weird. I've never played any of these. Are these are these good? Do you think these are good? I've never played them. I didn't know there was a second one, so I I missed out on Bayonetta 2. Uh, she just looks like a weird like Baroness cosplay. Like someone would do like a weird variation on the Baroness from GI Joe. Uh, I'm old, so all my references are like G.I. Joe and <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So uh, Jess was talking about this. She said re- she remembered someone talking about it, and it's like her powers are her hair. Yeah, and her clothes are also her hair. Yeah, and yeah. So she does magic spells, and her hair turns into monsters. It's just, it's, it's sort of strange. Yeah, I don't know. Her her costume in this trailer looks like something that we'll probably see in real life, and and like somebody will do a really good job on it, and we'll just be like, yeah, okay, you're you're a weird Japanese uh, hair witch monster. I'd be like, what is this? Some sort of like roller derby baroness? And they'd be like, shut up, no. <laughs> you wouldn't say that to somebody. No, I would. No. <laughs> you would never say something like that. <laughs> in my head, I would say that. You and your gun shoes over there with your gun shoes. Roller derby baroness. What are what is this? Some sort of a roller <laughs> derby baroness? Why don't you get out of this convention? That's yeah, what I'm not really actually rude to people in real life. <laughs> We're only rude to movies with terrible trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So final thing that they that they showed was Chocobo's Grand Prix. This is Mario Kart. This is Final Fantasy Mario Kart. Yeah, Mike specifically mentioned this one as the weird Mario Kart knockoff. Uh, So, okay, Jess is obsessed with Final Fantasy and Chocobos specifically, so this will be played in my house. She will get this. Well, if Jess is obsessed with Final Fantasy, she needs to go watch that Square Enix live stream from TGS um, because there's like two or three Final Fantasy things in it. We'll see. Yeah, I'll probably have to find some of those, see what's going on with that. This, this Chocobo's Grand Prix, um, if this has the stupid slide mechanic like Mario Kart has, I will not play this. I, uh, I'm i not any good at Mario Kart like at all. I'm no good at it. So I'll probably play this if everyone's playing it around me. I'll join in, but I won't be good at it. Yeah, so you'll have it in your house because of Jess. Yeah, I feel like Jess will want to play it, and, and Derek and David and the cousins, they'll want to play it yeah. with her. So it'll be played by me at some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah probably so. Um, all right. So that's all for the Vigi games. You got anything else? Nope. Just want to say thank you again to Squeege Space for sponsoring this episode <laughs> of Trailer Blazers. Uh, squeeze it, squeeze fully. All right. Well, for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a weird uh, hair witch monster. Happy Trailers. <laughs> and, and I'm Nick Kelly, and I am a Baroness cosplay variant. Happy Trailers. I'm not even angry. 
I'm being so sincere right now Even though you broke my heart and killed me I'm glad that exists to make me feel more grounded in, in my own reality. An, an old sock in a septic tank. That's what, that's what this show is.